0: You know, if I'd said to myself five years ago, oh yeah, you know, 50 people or so are going to be paying you each month for your tracks. I'd be like, what, really? That's mad. It's It's just nice. It's just a nice, nice way to connect
1: with people, you know. This is the Last Weekly liquid Podcast. Welcome back to the Last Week Liquid Podcast, the show all about the world of drum and bass. My name is Simon and I produce drum and bass under the name Mill Street. And this week I bring you my discussion with Conrad Subs. Of all the people I've interviewed on this show, this man has the most impressive work rate by far. Uh, just check out his back catalog if you haven't heard of him before, and you'll immediately see what I mean. Um, so it was great to have him on and really dive into his process and what he has put in place um, in terms of habits and process uh, to be able to put out so much um, so much music uh, out there. We also talk about the importance of balancing music with other things in your life. We talk about uh, Patreon. Uh, and the way it can create meaningful connections with your fans. We talk about uh, music studies and what uh, music studies brought to him personally uh, and a lot of other topics. If you enjoy this episode or any other for that matter, please do share it around with other people who might enjoy it. And if you have any requests or ideas for the podcast, feel free to reach out to me at any time. All my socials should be on my website, um, www.lastweekliquid.com. I always love hearing back from people, so don't be shy and get in touch. I'll leave it at that for now. Um, As always, thanks a lot for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show. And we're on. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Last Week Liquid podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Ed, better known as Conrad Subs, releasing drum and bass and jungle for the better part of the last two decades under a variety of aliases. It's only been since 2017 that he emerged with his Conrad Subs alias, which releases across the likes of RAM, Liquid V, and Soul Deep. He also manages his own two labels, Mad Ting and Deep Pen. And you can catch his latest release, the Opus EP, out now on all platforms. Ed, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
0: Hey, I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me on.
1: My pleasure. I was uh, telling you, just before we started recording, I was listening to your episode with uh, uh, Straight out Outta uh yeah, podcast. Pro- yeah, uh, Project
0: Lando, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of fun listening to that episode. I didn't know the podcast before, but uh, uh, it was a really great vibe on that episode
0: yeah 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 it was good fun it's good fun yeah. good good to chat to us. But I've met him a few times so that was just a nice little <laughs> catch up really
1: yeah yeah especially you, at the
0: moment you... where you don't get to see everyone so it's good yeah
1: yeah yeah because I wasn't aware of that podcast um because I'm not so much in the like jungle scene yeah um but he I, I believe he also he launched it around July, August of last year, something around that time. Yeah. So it's it seems like there's a lot of like I started back in September, so a lot of these like new podcasts have been popping up in in 2020. I think it's like this need to speak to people and get stories out and all of that.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and plus everyone's everyone's got more time, haven't they? Really. So everyone's been trying to find stuff to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Keep involved. Yeah. Do Do you remember how you closed off that episode? The, the anecdote he, he was telling and how he reacted
0: the weird story
1: about yeah.
0: the, about the girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was weird that really threw me because it was like yeah. a normal it was like a normal uh, music chat and then at the end he hit me with this weird <laughs> this <Yeah>. weird scenario <laughs> about going around a girl's house and then what would you do if she uh, <laughs> she used the cat's litter tray it was, like, it was yeah it was weird yeah <laughs> it, was,
1: yeah, it i I was just listening to the episode now before we started recording and it yeah it really threw me off as well but it was so funny like the way he told the story i was like you like okay where are you going with this story exactly yeah
0: Yeah. i was a bit worried (laughs) i didn't know what what i was getting into there
1: yeah but uh yeah so for people who haven't heard um that episode definitely check it out it's a it's a Um a lot of topics you touched on in that episode, but I'd love to dive deeper into them, like your work rate and balancing music with life and family and all that stuff. Yeah. Um maybe before we, we get into that, um I read recently on, on Facebook uh Paul Paulis G wrote um uh that life starts at thirty eight. And I just wanted to know if you agreed or not.
0: Wow. <laughs> I turned thirty-eight last week, um, so so I hope so. (laughs) The thirties have been good. I have to say, the thirties have been much more enjoyable than my twenties in many ways, uh, strangely. But um, yeah, now I feel like I'm getting in my stride and uh, getting stuck in. I mean, I left it. I I didn't leave it late to get to get going with the music. But in my twenties, I was um, I just wasn't really dedicated. I was you know I was more concerned about going down the pub or you know um and I didn't really push it um but it was it was harder back then as well it wasn't as easy to to get your name out there and network with people um yeah. it was hard i remember i remember just going to the post office with stacks of demo cds and envelopes and and sending them out and you know just you just don't hear anything and that's yeah. that's that's a lot more effort than Foreign over a SoundCloud link to uh, an email address, you know. So when you don't hear anything after all that effort, it hits double hard because you're like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, nothing. But um, yeah, as I've got older and gained more confidence, and I had a a break from from making music because of family life and all the rest of it, and uh, came back with I don't know, just it. I got the bug even more and.
1: And I'm absolutely obsessed. <laughs> That's yeah, I, the I only can, way to
0: describe it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think anybody can see that from your discography, twenty twenty, and already twenty twenty one. It's like if I release this much music in my entire career, like I'd be happy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's pretty yeah. insane. But uh, and we'll get definitely get into that later on. But uh, I'm just I'm just curious. Like, do you remember the, uh, a time where you thought like? Okay, now I'm gonna take this more seriously because you were just saying in your twenties you were maybe a bit a bit lazy and it was too much work and obviously yeah. now you're at a very different stage. Do you remember a point where you were like, Okay, now like am I gonna focus or like what sparked yeah. that, um, that change? Yeah,
0: well it was a bit weird because what <clears throat> I had this I had this break where I'd sort of given up because we'd had kids and um I just thought, Oh I I never really Put the effort in and i never really got anywhere so i thought oh, i'll just i just love drum and bass i'll just listen to it you know i'll just i'll just be a, a fan and listen to it but i couldn't it was I, there was a few years but it was always in the back of my mind so i started making music again just to, just for fun it was purely just for fun i had no intention of releasing anything or or even sending music to anyone i was ju- it was just um just for myself but once i i was getting good reaction off like friends that i was sending tracks to and and i was, you, you can tell like when you make when you making music you can tell if something's really bad or if something's got some potential and i started making making stuff that i was thinking hang on a minute this is this this is actually all right
1: you know? yeah, yeah, yeah
0: and i started to believe in it a bit more and then i thought all right well i'll start sending it to some labels and then once i was getting started signing tracks and then getting that feedback and found out that people actually liked what i was making mm. that, that just consumed me you know and then i thought well i'm gonna but like even then I didn't make a conscious decision. And think, right, now I'm gonna go for it and I'm gonna get to the top, you know. Yeah. But I just it just I just wanted to keep going and I still have that. I don't I don't have a plan. I just love yeah. making music. I just want to keep going, keep being involved in you know, in, in the scene that I've I've loved and been part of for so long. It's yeah. just that's what spurs me on, just to just to keep going. So
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it, never—it
0: it was never a plan. Like, or there was never like one moment where I was like, "Right, this time I'm going to do it seriously." It just—it mm-hmm. just sort of happened, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. but it, yeah, it's—it's—it's it's, it's funny how you—you—you you, you start with that mindset of I'm doing doing it purely for fun and just because I want to do music, and that actually leads to all the releases that you have today. Whereas yeah. if you took maybe the opposite mindset of I'm going to, like, as you said, I'm going to have a plan and I'm going to be releasing on these labels, you might have never achieved what you've achieved today. Like that's Yeah, really interesting. well, I think
0: that's probably maybe some people do go down that route. And that's how hey, it's easy to get disheartened, isn't it? If you think I'm, I'm going to go down this route and I want to be, I don't know, at this level and I want this, this, this and this if you don't get those things, which music industry, especially drum bassing, you know, it's hard to get what you want. Yeah. Uh, um, you have to take what you can get or, or take what things that you weren't expecting and maybe, oh, well, actually, that's really good, and then see what leads mm. off of that, you know. Mm. I think if, if, it's good to have a vision of where you want to go, obviously, but if, if you live and die by that one vision, especially in the music industry, I think if you don't get exactly what you want, you, you're going to be put off. And it's very yeah. hard to get exactly what you want. Only very, yeah. very few lucky people yeah. get exactly what they want. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah.
1: Uh, and I think there's also a dimension of, uh, like, that vision that you might have in mind, it's often beyond your control. Like, if your vision is to release on hospital or, I don't know, plate fabric or whatever, It's like a lot of those things are really beyond your control. Like what you can control is the music you write and what you put out. But then what happens after that is beyond your control. So it's, as you said, like it's balancing that vision. It's important to have one. Yeah. Reminding yourself, okay, this is what I can do. And I need to enjoy what I'm doing and see where it leads. uh, Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, you you could write the best drum and bass track ever made, but sometimes it's not just... The music unfortunately sometimes there's all other things that play into it how connections and how you being in the right place at the right time you know talking to the right people it's not all it's not all uh one thing unfortunately yeah. but that's just the way it goes you know and yeah. I've just found myself just making music that I like and I like to listen to and then it's just one thing has led to another and it's just taken me along this route and I'm just following where it's going, you know? Yeah. So, and that's that's so much fun that I, I don't want to get off the train at the moment, you know? So <laughs>
1: yeah. If, if yeah. ever it's not fun,
0: then I'll stop because, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I've got another life out of drum and bass. So I've got a day job and all the rest of it. So it's not the be all and end all, mm. but whilst it's fun... I just want
1: to keep going and it hasn't got yeah. this fun, it's got more fun. So. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious how much, so from what you're saying, like you kind of started doing it again in like 2017. Yeah. Um, how, how much like experience did you have producing before then? Because you had other aliases. Yeah. Like how much was it starting fresh in 2017 or were you just kind of building on what you already knew
0: beforehand? Um, it was a bit of both really because I mean when I when I left school I did um I had like an office job with that, with and then I started then I did like a music and uh, production course in Norwich called Access to Music um for three years and that was great that taught me I learned loads off that and then um, met some great lifelong friends and all the rest of it but um and then i was just sort of for the next i don't know five six years after that i wasn't i was just messing about on my own in the in my studio or in my bedroom at the time um yeah. and i wasn't really i wasn't really learning or pushing to learn i was just making tracks you know just making and making tracks and a lot of them weren't very good but some some of them were okay and um um, but so then I had the break, which I must have stopped making music for about three no, probably longer than that, probably four or five years. I reckon i I stopped mm. and um i i it was new year's day twenty seventeen I just thought, right, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna buy a computer, I'm gonna buy. Reason because I use reason well, I and I always did at college. I thought that's what I know, and I'll get back into it. But it's amazing how much I'd forgotten over, <laughs> over those five years. And even when I opened it up, I was like, Oh, god, I can't even remember how to load up a kick drum or something something <laughs> stupid <laughs> like that. You know? yeah. And it took me a while, but once you know, after a few hours, I was back, you know, it's back like, and then you learn enough off the new stuff. But mm. now, whereas before I was, I was just lazy and just stayed in my lane and didn't want to progress anywhere I just wanted to make make tracks and just make tracks and make tracks I yeah. still want to make tracks but now I've, I've had a lot more hunger to learn and yeah. constantly want to improve and yeah. when I before like years ago if I ever got negative feedback I'd, pr- I'd probably take it to heart and and think well oh, they, they don't know what they're on about whereas now just use it i just um, yeah. almost love getting negative feedback if i can take something from it it's great and every yeah. time i have it's, it's helped me jump even further um mm-hmm. so yeah that's uh um, yeah.
1: y- y- you talked about um st- studying music there um mm. was that a like a one-year course or was it like a full it was degree a three type or? yeah
0: it was like a three-year a three-year okay. course um it was it, access to music. It, I, th- I think it's still going. It was um, you. You did it all there. So you did a bit of um, music business there. Um, you did production, music production. We did DJing. You did studio recording. Um, did also all sorts really. Just um, and I learned a lot there. But it, it was it was just the because. My group of friends aren't at home. Were never really into drum and bass. I was always on my own, and that, in that respect, and it was just great to be amongst like mm. thirty people, and mm. you all you all had the same passion. You know, it was yeah. it was amazing, really, and I, I, that was probably the best thing I've ever done. Really, yeah, um, I loved it. Yeah, absolutely loved it.
1: That, yeah, it's I I love chatting about people who've done music studies because sometimes you get people like yourself who absolutely loved it and it's taught them a lot and some other people are like yeah I didn't learn that much because the other opinion is is like you learn more by doing and you just have to like practice and just make music and well
0: yeah it's interesting well probably I've probably fallen a bit of both there because Mm -hmm. um I learned a lot but half of that was through just like I said, being being in that environment, and yeah. we we put on our own gigs, and um, just through that process, and then making making tracks with other people and sharing. I mean, the technical side, I probably didn't learn as much. I mean, I learned what they taught me, but um, just as a whole, it really prepared me for all sorts of different things, you know, yeah. in, in DJing and. And the music business side of things, um, it was great. Yeah, yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah. But um, it wasn't like I went in and I came out like nausea and knew how to um, <laughs> turn a yeah. clanging coat hanger into like the super fat snare or something. It was just, um, <laughs> it was some people like my uh, really good friends with um, Joe, J.O.E., mm-hmm. I met him on that course, um, along with, um, a guy called Aaron 4D and, um, Joe really dived in and soaked up every bit of knowledge production wise he could. So mm. that's why I'm always phoning him up and saying, what do I do here? You know, or how does this sound? Whereas yeah. I, whereas I didn't, and I could have done, but it's just, that's just not the way I am it's just a short attention span. I just want to crack on and make music. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's definitely different for everybody. It's yeah. like you, you pick up different things and like, I haven't studied music, but I was before u- university, I was thinking of maybe studying music because I loved music and yeah. you know, I finished, I ended up studying business uh, and continuing doing music on the side. And yeah, it's different for everybody. Like some people really pick up on the connections that they make uh, others on the actual theory and knowledge. Um yeah, I, it's different for everybody, and it's just about what's right for you, basically. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. But like I said, yeah. I, I I loved it, and just coming away from it with the friends I made and the things that we did there, it was, you know, I I wouldn't change it. I'd, I'd do it all again if yeah, I yeah, could. Yeah. It was great.
1: Yeah, yeah. really good. Yeah. I think of going back and doing studies now, but uh... yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I want to move into like. The big topic i want to get into and that's uh your work rate um, right. because it's it, w- it was a big part of well a part of the discussion that other podcast i mentioned and yeah uh yeah honestly like your discography is like mind-blowing so yeah. uh maybe you can start by if you can tell me the anecdote of the time you released uh five eps on the same day <laughs> and that, <laughs> that, that yeah, can kind so of exactly. set the frame for the discussion yeah
0: that infamous day <laughs> uh yeah that all that obviously happened by accident i did not plan <laughs> plan mm. that um I, I i was at a point it was maybe it was early last year where i was <clears throat> i was really going for it like making tracks and sending them out I, cuz i i always had from when i first started signing tracks under the name comrade subs and thinking wow this is great people actually want some of my music and then I was just in the mindset of well let's see who else wants it and I was just anytime I found a, a label like didn't even if I would never heard of them or if they'd had one release or one SoundCloud follower and no one else has ever heard of them I didn't care I was just like well I'll send them some music it, mm. it was that was just the <laughs> the frame of mind I was in and um and I stayed like that for a long time just if Peter, then I got lucky and people started asking me for tracks and if someone was asking me for tracks for a label I was like yeah because I was making them so quick as well I was just like yeah here you go have this have that So, but doing that at the same time I wasn't um, keeping track really of what what, what, what I was doing yeah, I, yeah, what, I, I got a list of what I'd, what I'd signed and what was yet to come out but I didn't chase up labels for release dates and i didn't um liaise with them and think right that's coming out that day that's coming out that day mm. so this is so you see where it's going so yeah, yeah. It obviously, <laughs> obviously led to a point one day it was last year uh early there probably this time last year or maybe a bit earlier where there was one friday and i all of a sudden i saw it was coming i was like oh this isn't good. This, I've got five EPs coming out that day, <laughs> and that did upset a few, a few, uh, few of the labels, which is totally understandable because I, yeah. I just didn't have my eye on it at all. I was just yeah. coming, at, I was just in artist mode where I was just like, I'm just making music. And if people want to release it, great. And they can sort out when when it goes out.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Super selfishly, not taking into consideration all the time the labels were putting in, you know. So yeah. that was a big wake-up call. And uh, it made me think, right, I've got to uh, s- sort that side out. So I really tightened up on the amount of labels I was releasing with for a start. Um, which was good anyway because it meant more quality control and um, shortly after I started doing a patron page, so I had tracks for the patron page. Um, and then I, at the same time as tightening up on the amount of labels, I started right thinking, right, okay, keep track of what release dates. I was chasing them up for release dates and then trying to, which I still do now, is send out all the the release schedule to when I sign an EP, or
1: yeah.
0: track, and then hopefully things can be, it's still tough sometimes because i was still signing a lot, um, mm. luckily, which I'm really happy about. It's still hard sometimes to get, make sure there's space for each release and enough time to promo each release, you know? But, um, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of a disaster, but <laughs> I learned something from, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, definitely it's it's so weird load. because it, because
0: there were times um leading up to that where there'd be dates where I had maybe two EPs come out on the same day. And sometimes and you know, I'd say to a label, Oh, actually I've I've just noticed we've got another EP out that day on another label and some people are like, Yeah, that's great because it's all just promotion, isn't it? Mm. And I was like, Okay and some people not so happy so um Touch wood, since that day, I've been able to avoid any major um, catastrophes. <laughs> so, <Sorry. laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that uh, I never took that point of view of, uh, like, it could be a good thing for the label, because uh, if, yeah. if, if if I was, I don't know, actually, your point of view, because obviously, you manage uh, labels as well. Yeah. Uh, i would imagine you'd want the spotlight on the artist and his only release on that day or even that week ideally yeah. um but it's true maybe if it's like the same day then the artist is posting like today i have two eps coming out and it's yeah like, big deal and maybe people have more of a chance to check i don't know yeah. who, do well think? i
0: think and also in that situation it's more beneficial for a the smaller the smaller label of the two yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you get the you get to jump on the on the back Better, of um,
1: yeah
0: yeah all the other promotions so
1: yeah it, it worked yeah.
0: for some and not work for us
1: yeah but, um, so 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 diving into the, the meat of it so obviously work rate is a is different for everybody and i yeah. I, I don't think we should all aspire to be releasing five EPs every week because for for no. some people is it's just not possible and and there's a lot of trade-offs in in that as well but yeah. um still I'm very envious and very jealous <laughs> so I do, <laughs> I do I do I do want to know um maybe on the first hand when you're actually producing um when you're actually in your session and you're in front you sit down in front of your computer mm. what kind of like steps or things you have in place or whatever to 'Cause you said you produce quite quickly. What yeah. do you have in place that kind of speed up your, your process?
0: Um, well I have I mean, I have all me my template is all set up with how I like to have my drums all all ready with all and all my compression and all my effects are all there. I still have to go through and tweak them all. But everything's just set up for me to get in and get the ideas down. Um, because I hate I hate sitting there Tweaking things for too long, and then you, I just lose the interest. And if you if you lose the the buzz and the idea you've got and the passion for it, then that's how you end up with a hard drive full of sixteen bar loops, you know. So, so I do. So I have that. I have me me template of me in Reason as your your instrument rack, and I've got all that set up. Then I have certain folders of um, my go to sounds, Mm -hmm. certain. certain kick drums and snares and f- effects and all the rest of it. Um, but that's, a, that's it really. I, I don't really have – some people I know I've seen, some people have, um, and I know some, who have like a drum drum track ready uh, mm-hmm. for each each song. And Sometimes I'll use the same one and add layers to it, or, but I don't do any of that. It's just – I try to keep going fresh each time and then yeah. have these things to the side to draw from, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. And the, but I, I, the main thing I do is I just try and get my ideas down as quick as I can whilst I'm excited by it and yeah, then go yeah. back and uh, polish it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, do, um, do, do you tend to, like, re-export... Your your own stems like from your own projects and to reuse them in future projects. Like if you once you finish a track, you might export like the drum track and maybe you can resample that in the future uh, track, for so, example. Or...
0: Sometimes, rarely. If if I make, um, I mean, I'll save like patches of uh, bass sounds I made or something. Mm. If if I make if I make come up with one, song, oh, that's great! I'm going to save that. I could use that again. I'll do yeah, that. Yeah. Sometimes if I like um, spend a while on the drum track, and or I, or I don't know, maybe I've got the right filter on an name and then it sounds particularly good, and I think okay, I'll I'll save that for later. But usually not. Usually I just uh, just go in and see what I can come up with from okay. scratch, because okay. I, I I love re, I really enjoyed the drum part, just and break beats. That's what I really love. Yeah. So I always like to just play about breakbeats. I don't want to stick with the same one every time,
1: yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah no, for sure, yeah that, yeah, it definitely comes through in your tracks that there's a lot of chopping going on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh that's that's, what I, yeah. That's
0: what I enjoy and I, yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't I don't even go that far into it most of the time, like sometimes I listen to um like say someone's aim and track or set something, I think, wow, they've really gone for it there, and that sounds. Yeah. Cool sounds great but yeah I, I i enjoy it and but at the same time i'm always thinking right i want to move on and or or it's not even that it's just like you'll be you might chop a chop a breakbeat in a certain way and just just the way a certain shuffle goes or something will trigger and think ah oh, right i know what could go over that and then you're off on the baseline or you're off yeah. on a little synth line. you know it's just and that's great.
1: That's, you know, mm. I'm getting
0: excited just talking about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so when you're like chopping chopping drums, for example, is it like totally at random, like just chopping up parts and kind of dragging them around? Or do you have roughly an idea I mean, of where you're bringing it?
0: Yeah, well, what I usually do um, is um, I will, because I like to, Say, for uh, give you an example. On my album that came out last year, Tides, mm-hmm. the opening track, um, which was called Mercury Rising, is like just, I thought, well, I'm just going to go crazy on an aim and really chop it up. And yeah. that, that's really all that track is, is just a crazy chopped up aim. But I always like to keep something familiar going throughout the groove of that 'Cause otherwise mm. I think you can get lost and yeah. So what I tend to do is I'll come up with the, the basic pattern and I'll chop that up. I'll go back to the basic pattern, copy that along, chop that up, and always mm. use the, the basic pattern as the as the framework.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go you, know, you chop it up, then chop up the chop up, then chop up the chop up of the chop up and the chop up. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> For me, you can you can lose you can yeah, lose you get lost, year You can lose it. And I like to keep something. To <clears throat> say, that's just how I do it. And I mean, some people could do it completely different, but that's why
1: yeah.
0: it's, it's all good, isn't it? So, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, and so in terms of, like, writing your IDs down, do you, because obviously I guess you finish tracks quite quickly, like maybe over a few days. Yeah. Do you, do you tend to revisit IDs quite a lot like if you write a baseline will you will you change it quite often until it's really the best it can be or is it like okay this sounds good to me let's move on and
0: well what no so I, the baselines baselines is the one thing that I i cannot be happy until the baseline hits that right spot you know mm-hmm. so sometimes i'll be there and i've been there Loads of times where you're making a track and you think, yeah, bass line's all right. Okay, I'll move on and do something else. But then it's just always in the back of your mind.
1: Because, you know, it's not right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you think, that could be better.
1: Yeah. And
0: then spend ages tweaking it. But then you'll know as soon as you've got it, everyone who makes drum bass will know that feeling when you finally, when you just know when once you've got the right notes or the right filter mm. or, or anything, you will be, like, ah, that's it. And then you truly have once you start nodding your head and screw <laughs> screwing your face up a bit, you're like, yes, this is it. Yeah. You know? So yeah, um, I do. Uh, what I tend to do is if once I'm happy with everything, then I'll export it. And I usually like, I live with it for a while. So I mm. listen to it in the car. I will listen on my headphones. I listen on my monitors. I'll, try it in all different places and then think whilst I'm listening, what what needs changing, blah, 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 go back, mm-hmm. make the changes and then think, yeah, happy with that, it's done. Yeah. So, but the initial getting the track down, I'll try and get done as quick as I can. Just, uh, yeah. Going back depends on obviously the track and what needs doing. But Yeah. Yeah. H-
1: have you always been like – Able to say okay, the track is finished and move on because I I feel that's a like it's something I still struggle with a lot and I know a lot of up and coming producers struggle with saying okay now this track is done because you can always tweak something and you can yeah. always improve little parts. Like, have you always been able to like just say okay, yeah, it sounds good, it's done and move on, or have you kind yeah. of learned that as you as you? Well,
0: went? I mean, I know a lot of people say this the track's never done, which mm. is sort of true, but I think if you what spurs me on is getting getting the track out to people and or even just sending it to um a couple of friends you know i want it to be done and that makes you think right i, I want to get this finished so i can send it to them yeah see what they think i don't want to send over half the tune and go what do you think of this is is this bit all right you know i want to yeah i want to send over the whole thing and go check this out you know
1: yeah yeah
0: be be happy with it and that makes me want to finish the track if you if you're just thinking well i might make a track and then i'm not really going to send it anywhere i'll just make some tunes and and see what happens which yeah it's okay if, if you're happy but you're probably not going to finish much that way are you because it not push you yeah no you need to Yeah, you need to you need to push yourself and you need to be pushed and yeah I'm, I'm pushed by wanting to get music out there and have stuff to dj with and and get reactions of people that's what that's what i want yeah. and that's why I'm just that's what makes me try and yeah. finish that and i still have loads of 16 bar loops and stuff on my hard drive but Usually, if, the, if they're in that state, then they're probably not worth finishing because if they were, I would have had the enthusiasm to, to push on and finish them. So yeah. not, if, if they're just sitting there, then they're probably not worth it, really. Yeah. To but it's hard, yeah. it's, it's hard to, to say, that's it, that's done. I get that. Yeah,
1: but, it's really but, hard. <laughs>
0: yeah, Yeah. it is. And sometimes I'm, I'm like, well, I could do more on this one. And I have had tracks that have sat there for, and I've, I've had times before, like if I ever have a period where I'm sort of getting a, a writer's block almost, then I just go through all my unfinished files. And there's been times where I've gone through and found whole tracks and I've been like, why did I not <laughs> do anything with this? It's pretty much done, you know? Yeah, so would have been something that made me think that's not ready. And I wouldn't have the idea to finish it. And it's just stuck away in the vault. And it's not till you go back a year later, you think, oh, mm. I just need to, you know, update this, 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 do that. And you're away. So,
1: yeah. yeah. That's that's usually always a good sign when you revisit old ideas and you're like, oh, wow, there's a vibe here. Mm. Uh, that's Definitely. usually the best sign. Yeah. yeah.
0: And a good sign is if you can go back to your old tracks, I always say this, if you can go listen to your old tracks and think they sound terrible i think that's brilliant because that means that your standards your standards are raised (laughs) haven't they so so yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah, that's something i've talked about before but it's uh like i'm i only started production really seriously last year but i still keep very old projects on my soundcloud but like just private yeah Uh, and i'll go and listen to them like from time to time and just listening back to them and then listening to recent releases you're like yeah, not bad. <laughs> yeah, that's good, and it's good, isn't it? Because that, and that yeah, spurs yeah.
0: you on as well. You, yeah, you exactly. Must, yeah. You must think, oh, yeah, this is good. I'm getting somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Makes, yeah. makes you want to do more. That's yeah, yeah. that's what you know. You've got to light the fire in you, inside yeah. you, and in some way. So yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think
1: it's, it's it's always the importance of always looking back and not only looking forward. It's like looking yeah. back at what you've already achieved and what you've already released and all of that, and not just thinking about what's next. Um, yeah, definitely, that's, definitely. that's a very important. Part. I, think, and
0: I, th- I think, um, in general, everyone like making drum and bass and in the scene, everyone's just looking forward all the time now. Mm. And partly that's probably due to technology and just like the amount of music that comes out and is so disposable now. But sometimes it's good to just stop and just look back. Even, I mean, you think of all the tracks that have come out over the last year that haven't seen a dance floor during this lockdown. And, you know, we should be diving as soon as these clubs open, (laughs) you should be looking. Every DJ should be going back over the last year and trying them out in the club system because they they just haven't got it.
1: Do Do you think that will happen?
0: Well, I'll be doing it. I mean, yeah. I've, I've been saving up tracks that have, you know, buying tracks. Everyone, I mean, a lot of people have been buying tracks. I think the sales went up in general mm-hmm. over the last year. But, um, yeah, I've I've been keeping some to one side, any, and they'll go in the main playlist, you know, to draw from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still listen to my old stuff, and I still listen to drum-based tracks from twenty.
1: Thirty years
0: ago, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Was, I love it. That's all I listen to. Yeah, <laughs> sadly. If, I mean, if it's good, it's good. Doesn't matter when it came out, basically. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: totally, totally, believe uh, that. Yeah, yeah, did did you ever think at some point, like in in twenty twenty, did you ever feel like you you should maybe hold back on releasing because there wasn't any any parties, any events, and you were like, maybe I'll keep this one for when things reopen. So it yeah. actually gets played? Do you ever well, think
0: Well, I did, I did at first and even had conversations with um, some labels who were like, we're going to hold off and wait until everything's open again before we release music. But I think I remember when in March last year when everything came crashing down and somebody suggested that um, we might still be in a lockdown by June 2020. And I was like, mm. what, that long? We're going to be locked up for that long. And I thought, that's terrible. But I think as time went on, <laughs> and, and, and then realized we're not going anywhere.
1: Yeah. Before,
0: I mean, I never stopped, but I, it was in, in the back of my mind thinking, well, hang on, you, you don't want to be like that. The main thing was like my album that came out last summer. And part of me was like, well, I don't want to hold this back. Because I want it to be in the clubs, yeah. but it was. I'm glad it came out because it, we've had this time, and it's weird in drum and bass, you don't usually get this just to listen and absorb the music instead of mm. being mashed up in a club at 3 a.m., you know? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, some people have held off. Maybe um, we've seen a few artists oh, like, like Boo hasn't. He's only just released a couple of mm. things, and there's been a couple of others. I think maybe they were intentionally holding back. Um, you know, Andy yeah. C wasn't live, live streaming every week. He did that one, that one mm. live stream.
1: So some people have held back,
0: but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get no, bored, obviously, and
1: get bored. Uh, I, I think it's also highly dependent on. Like where you're at in your career, like Boo, obviously, if he doesn't yeah. release for a year, maybe people won't suddenly forget who he is. Like, no,
0: yeah, so, some people are in the lucky position where they can yeah. they can hold back and
1: and exactly, wait. Yeah, but, um, if you're if you're as you said, there's so much music coming out thanks to you in part. Uh, <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, just in gen- general, like you said, the life shelf of music nowadays is so short. It's yeah. for up-and-coming producers, like you can't really afford to just hold back. And I mean, if you want to do that, obviously anybody can do whatever they want, but there yeah. is that um Yeah, that when, it, when you're up-and-coming,
0: you want to have your name out there.
1: Exactly, yeah, and mm. you want to stay top of mind and people hear your name again and yeah. again. And so... Yeah, yeah of course yeah yeah the 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 other part on I wanted to chat to you about uh regarding your work rate is not so much within like the session when you're working but it's actually yeah. going to, to work and sitting down <laughs> to, yeah. to write music because that's like that's like half the work already is like deciding to actually sit down and make music yeah um, I know I've often been in the position where I have maybe an hour spare time in the evening or something and then somehow the hours passed by because i was on youtube and then it's yeah like, oh what did i do yeah how, how, how do you manage to because i i guess you kind of optimize to make music as often as possible yeah uh, how do you like do you have habits in place where you just go and make music how do you how do you work that out
0: yeah i mean i'm sort of it's sort of almost routine now um but it has got harder um, recently because I started a new job um, in March this year which is I'm spending more time working than ever um, mm. but the routine oh. has always been that um, any spare time I get <laughs> uh, other than you know be with the family I'll try and get some music done um, mm. and the routine is usually like in the evenings uh weekends set up as late as I can keep my eyes open and um, within reason. And yeah, I think because I'm busy and because of I've got lots of projects on the go and I'm lucky that there's always something to be done that that makes me that I mean there are times where I get in from work after like 12, 13 hour shift and think oh, uh, I just want to, you know, once the kids are in bed, Fresh, yeah. I just want to crash. But then yeah. I'll be thinking, yeah, but I've got to do that thing tonight. Or I've got to bounce those stems out. Or I've got to finish that remix. And if I don't do it tonight, then it's all going to roll on. And then I'll be behind. Mm. So, and I still get behind. And, you know, there might be people listening to this thinking, well, hang on, I've been waiting for something a you. Few- <laughs> for- <laughs> <a> weeks. <laughs> but, but, um. Yeah, so that just makes me think. Right, even if I only get half an hour in, on there just mm. to just to do something, you know, I have to do it. Um, mm. Sometimes I don't want to, but once I'm on there, or uh, there's plenty of times lately where I'll get on there and I'll be nodding off, like in the studio, <laughs> thinking, "What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got to finish this thing before I go to bed." <laughs> yeah. That's that's just the way it is. I mean. I have don't really I watch a bit more now but I really gave up TV for a few years and um just tried to dedicate all my spare time um between family and and music and that's not mm. got so much so much done really Because yeah. some people are watching Eastenders for 3 hours a week or whatever and that's 3 yeah. hours and 3 hours in the studio for me so
1: yeah, it's but, yeah, it's often you, not have, you, so have much. Have a,
0: you have to have a balance, obviously, because yeah. if you if I mean if I spent all my time just making drum and bass, I'd be really happy, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but you you'd lose something else, you know. Also, you yeah. you'd compromise in other ways, and then
1: yeah, no, definitely,
0: it would all come crashing down. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's hard. It is
0: it is harder. It's got harder. It's got a lot more difficult um over last year. When when lockdown hit and I was on furlough for I was on furlough for three months and then I got made redundant on paid leave for another three months. I just had six months of just at home, just and I just made so much music on um, mm. tons and tons and tons. Um and then I went from that to working non-stop and really trying to grab what time I could I sort of yeah. had, had complete opposites but, um, yeah. just finding the balance and finding time but I, I do find it hard now to keep up with things and I have to turn people away sometimes and say sorry I just can't I can't do that I've had to cancel certain things and turn down a couple of opportunities just because I couldn't commit and yeah. I don't like to do that but it's not my, this isn't a day job, so...
1: Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: So you, have, you have to prioritise. I wish it was my day job, but
1: it's not. Yeah. Actually, that's a good uh, good question because it's something I ask from time to time people. Like, if if you could make this your full-time job, like 100% of your income would be making music, would you do it? Yeah. You think yeah. so, yeah?
0: I, I think I would. I mean, I know there's a lot of insecurity that comes with it, and this... The whole pandemic's really highlighted that, hasn't it? Yeah. But if if I could comfortably comfortably do it, I would. I think mm. because it's just what I love. Maybe it yeah. would take it away from that. Would take that away from it. But, um, I mean, if if I ever got to that stage, I think I would probably go for it. And, yeah. I mean, if it, anyone who gets the opportunity to make a living off what they love doing, if, if, it, if we can make it work, then you've got to do it really, haven't you? I mean, yeah. but it's, it depends. It's, it's a tough one. Cause I've got family to,
1: exactly, uh, to look after.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I was a lone wolf, I'd be, I wouldn't be working full time now. I'd be probably be doing just music, but yeah. It's
1: tough. You're probably yeah. half time in a tiny studio, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Just minim- minimize expenses and then just make as much music as yeah, possible. That's right.
0: Just have candles, no lights on, I mean, uh, no, fancy, no fancy LEDs around the studio. Well, you
1: do, you don't have a TV already, so that helps. With, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. So, um, I was telling you, Henry put me on you because he loves your, your music and he's a big yeah. admirer of your work rate. And he also has two kids i believe and right when when i asked him he said he he wouldn't do music full-time because it would be too much too much pressure and too much as you said insecurities and yeah Yeah. i guess taking away the fun from it but yeah like it's well that's yeah.
0: well henry's probably wiser than me isn't he yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's tough i mean i I say i i always think oh yeah that's what i want that's what i want but then (laughs) I don't know if I, who knows if the opportunity came up, would I, would I go for it? You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard.
1: Yeah. But I think, as you said, it's it's like these opportunities, they don't come to a lot of people and they no. don't come very often. So if they do present themselves in whatever way, I I yeah. think you should jump on them. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, then you just fall back onto yeah. what you had before. Like it's, uh, Yeah. it's almost like a win-win if you can make it work in the meantime. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah but uh yeah to, to actually like, talking... like,
0: um, sorry as like Yeah, yeah. listening to your zero t um, interview and he, yeah. he said something similar didn't he because he he went full-time and then went back didn't he yeah
1: yeah, um, yeah.
0: so yeah this it depends what works for people
1: yeah and you're actually a uh, like a perfect doppelganger of Zero T. I don't know if everybody told you that. But I'm, I, I'm he's having. My, he's
0: got my great hairstyle, has he? Uh, he's got the. Ex-
1: Honestly, uh, I'm gonna send you a pic. Like, uh, you know what he looks like. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm having I'm having flashbacks of my chat with him talking to you now. Like, it's really weird. <laughs> you're just missing the. You're just missing the Irish accent, but. Uh. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of plenty of people rock
1: this hairstyle of
0: <laughs> zero wind resistance
1: yeah aerodynamic exa- d- hairstyle. So. Mm, exactly yeah <laughs> but um yeah just talking about like making a living out of music and all of that another topic i want to touch on was your patreon um yeah. although obviously it's not a like full-time revenue or anything like that but it is a complimentary revenue and yeah it's a new way of also connecting with fans that's really exploded i feel over the last few years yeah um so maybe yeah tell our listeners what your patreon is about and then how you kind of got onto that bandwagon of not bandwagon but idea of actually launching your patreon how did you go about it
0: yeah well um i it came about during that time when i was on furlough and after the infamous five release day, um, where I, I, Blair, I Black Friday, yeah, but <laughs> I tied up on the amount of labels I was releasing with, and I thought well, I'm gonna have so much music here. Sat there when, and there are tracks here which I think I could do something with, and then, and I saw that some people like Teage. Um, I've been doing a patreon, and I thought well, I could do that and i'll i'll offer up and see if it's something that people would want so um I set it up in August I think last year um and I put on there um for five five pounds a month you you can get a a four track um exclusive like Dump pack and um a sample pack, mini sample pack, like 10 samples. Um for eight for eight quid. I might be <laughs> explaining this wrong, I can't remember. But for eight quid it's the same, plus you get um an exclusive like a, a bootleg or a, a VIP of one of my other tracks. Um and all that plus feedback if anyone wants to send me, send me their tracks, and then I try and give. Best constructive feedback I can give and try and help yeah. them along, which has been really fun actually. Like
1: mm.
0: having people send send them your tracks, and me giving my my opinion for what that's worth, and then them coming back and the tracks sound better to both of us.
1: That's yeah. been great,
0: you know. Um, that's yeah. been really good fun. And then I've done other bits on there, like we did a a remix competition of one of my tracks, um, and I. I've done giveaways, a lot of sent out a load of stickers and all the rest of it. But yeah, it's been good just to just to put out a bit extra because like music now, it's hard to have something special. Um, and people do it with like the USB, limited USBs, yeah. et cetera. And that's really good, like I think, like for some people to who actually went the extra mile and thought. I'm going to pay a bit extra for this special USB, and there's only a certain amount. And now they've right. got that. Like the, the track I always think of is um, Shot Down by uh, TI and Upgrade,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I think came out on a USB, which I never got. And I love that track, but I missed out on it. But yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good in a way. I think it's good. On, and probably loads yeah. of other people missed out on it. Makes so it more unique. Exactly. And I think <laughs> it adds a bit of value to the stuff if they're if you can't get it anywhere else so yeah, yeah, yeah. all the all the tracks are still up there i think i've got about on my Patreon, there's about 50 60 tracks um That's crazy. On, on there now <laughs> yeah but they all there and um
1: so so that means if somebody's like signs up now they get access to you can get the oh, back but...
0: cat- yeah you can get the back catalog and that's um, worth it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, just I hope that so. already. I hope so. I mean, I've I've had good feedback off it, and um some people have stuck around from the start, you know, and yeah. they send me great messages, and it's just nice. It's just a nice, nice way to connect with people, you know. So, um and yeah, like I said, like the feedback thing and helping people out. And here's some samples. See if you can use them, and Mm. or even um, on there one month I'd been working with a singer called um, Aliyah May shout outs to Aliyah May and she did I asked her for a little mini vocal sample pack and she did one which was great and I put that on there Mm. so it's not all just my stuff but yeah
1: Yeah, it's been
0: been good it's it's another another piece to add to the pressure every month because I've got to
1: yeah
0: another deadline to hit um, that's what
1: yeah, that's what I was gonna ask because like I I barely finished a track like a month. So mm. the idea to release <laughs> like having to release four to five tracks just for the Patreon side <laughs> like yeah like I can feel the anxiety rising in me. So like how how do you deal with that? Is is like is it sometimes like too much like work like that that you have to put out those tracks or are they happening anyways?
0: Yeah, well uh, I mean I've got a massive That catalog of unreleased tracks anyway um and usually what i do is um i've already started doing it for the next next load i'm nearly finished but during the month i'll purposefully sit down and think right i'm going to write a couple of tracks for the patron um anyway and then also i'll go through all my unreleased stuff see if there's any that are just need a touch up and a polish up and think that that would be good or mm. or if there's any ideas that I could use and start a new track. Um so I mean I've got plenty of material to go through. Um okay. and like last month I, I put out a couple I think two one or two of the tracks that I put out last month's dub pack were ones that were going to be on my album last year, but they just didn't make the cut because
1: okay. we
0: had so many tracks and I thought, well they were they were nearly on there, and they were really good. So we'll put them on the Patreon, you know. So yeah. I say they're really good. <laughs> so modest. I yeah. thought I thought they were pretty good. No, no,
1: but uh, yeah, it's fair. Like uh, obviously, what you're putting out on page on your Patreon, your in your eyes, it's good music. So it, yeah, yeah it makes yeah. sense that they're good tracks. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, well, people are hanging about, so hopefully, it's yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm actually curious because. Like I, I think you you have around fifty Patreons, which is I I think quite good. Like fifty people, like putting yeah. up money, uh, in a relatively short amount of time. So yeah, how how did was that purely organic, or did you like promote it quite a bit on social media yeah. and that kind of stuff? The yeah, only promotion
0: you... I've done was um, just a couple of homemade videos um, on, on my phone, uh, okay. <laughs> clip clips of the tracks and saying this is what you can get. Yeah. And just sharing them each month. Um, that's all. That's all I've done really. Posted some to SoundCloud and that. Um, yeah. But me, my social media uh, campaign power has taken a big hit over the last couple of weeks because I got hacked. Oh really? Yeah, I lost.
1: Oh shit!
0: I lost my Facebook personal account. My oh, which meant, which meant I lost my access to my Facebook page. For oh, subs and my label pages and my Instagram which was in total it was all about it must have been about five, six thousand followers on all that which has gone overnight. Oh shit. So had, uh,
1: how, how did it happen? Do you have any idea? Uh, or... Well
0: I had I had an email saying suspicious login at 2am and then yeah. they posted five posts which were against the Facebook's guidelines whatever they were. At first yeah. I thought Oh, I've posted some dodgy meme or something. What have I
1: done? <laughs> I was going to say maybe it's your memes. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what I, that was my first thought. I thought, did I post something? How far did I go? But then when I saw it was a, a suspicious login, and um, I applied for it to be reviewed, but they didn't take into account the 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 suspicious login. They just looked at whatever was posted, whatever it was. Okay, so yeah. it was an indefinite decision. So it's been that's, hard.
1: that's tough
0: yeah yeah so i had to start i thought i'll start the instagram again um but i've decided not to go for the facebook again yet um i might i might dive back in but um at the moment mm. it's it's been quite nice
1: yeah <laughs> i was going to say maybe you don't need it
0: yeah it's a double edged sword i mean it's hard because most of the networking. and was done through facebook and yeah really easy to reach people and i had some good contacts on there um but also it was a distraction and and promotion wise unless you paid for facebook advertising post reach was pretty much non-existent
1: yeah i've stopped posting with my artist account like there's no point (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah yeah um but it's basically what I've ended up with is now um, it's harder for me to promote because even my new Instagram page, I basically took over my old Mad Ting label Instagram page, which I wasn't really using. Mm. But even that, because it was linked to the same name, I can't pay for promotions on that. Okay. So, so it's held me back a bit, but I'm just going to keep keep going and see how i get on if i have to bow down yeah. to mark zuckerberg and <laughs> sign up sign up again I, i'll have to do it but at the moment i'm trying to hold off yeah probably, probably stupidly but it's just as not know it, it was a real uh, it was just a pain in the ass to be honest
1: yeah no i can i can imagine and partly
0: my like... i mean if i if i'd have been more clever about it i would have set up admins for my artist page, and label pages and stuff. So at least I could get back into them on a different account that I stupidly didn't, I was just, you know, mm. one, one man band. I was just going for it and yeah. paid the price. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Did, did, did you have a, this is getting very IT focused, but did you have like yeah. 2FA activated on your accounts? No, I do now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Too sorry little. to, <laughs> I'm just twisting the knife here. Sorry about that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> i did everything wrong basically (laughs) yeah i i mean i got my facebook it was before music and everything but my personal facebook account was hacked like maybe 10 years ago and yeah it's a it was it's it's a very strange thing to know that somebody else is in your facebook account and sending messages to people yeah that's that's the way i found out back in the time it was like i got like actual text messages of friends saying you just send me this weird message on facebook is that you yeah I, I think like, no. yeah
0: we've all we've all had that haven't we I've, i had it so many times where you get a weird message of someone and i yeah, thought yeah. well my password's so complicated that will never happen to me but it didn't matter <laughs> it didn't
1: yeah matter. no no exactly and 2fa so, uh, two, two, two is usually the best way to go and yes. not ha- and yeah having it not linked with your phone number but actually like an app like google 2fa yeah. or something that's know yeah 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 but anyway, yeah. No, that sucks, man. Sorry yeah. about
0: that. It's, it's <laughs> annoying because the, the artist pages are still floating up there on, on Facebook. So the Comrade yeah. Subs page is still there, just languishing there. I mean, I had an event promoter message me today saying, oh, I've added you on added you as an event mm. co-host on Facebook. Can you just accept? And I was like, mate, I, ca- I, can't, I can't touch that page. <laughs> So God knows what messages are going through there. Yeah. Probably. It's, it's, it's weird thing, that you can. Goldie's, Goldie's messaged me on there saying... Probably, yeah.
1: Do you want
0: an album deal or not? If you don't reply now, you're not having
1: it. Yeah. Go on tour with NDC. It's probably all happening now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. well. It, it might be worse, like, just starting fresh with new accounts, like, it's a hard thing to do but sometimes like the quicker you do it and then you just get over it and Yeah, maybe uh, I should just I
0: probably this time tomorrow I will probably have one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it sucks and it's crazy to think I was seeing on Twitter, I forget who it was. I was I'm not even sure it was in drone base but just a big artist was saying like how crazy it is not even like just the power that social media have on artists like following like yeah. You spend all this time building a following and all of that, and because of algorithms and different stuff, like yeah. you might reach ten percent of the people who have chosen to follow you. Yeah, and it's it's just crazy to think like how little power you have, and then yeah. when you get hacked, it's like you lose your entire like database of contacts. It's yeah, it's really weird to think about it.
0: What what I've, got, what I've been telling myself is that hopefully the music will be good enough to shine through all that and reach people instead of relying on Facebook. You want to hope that your music will reach people, you know, but yeah, obviously yeah. social media is a good way to, to push it. So
1: yeah, no, definitely. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, even I noticed last night um, on Eminem's official YouTube channel, um, he, there was a new video went up there but he'd been hacked and someone had Posted their own, their own, their own music video under the yeah. name of Eminem featuring Kanye West or something or other, and yeah. it was up there for hours. It, I mean, it was still up there this morning. So yeah, so It's just
1: I, can
0: get anywhere.
1: I don't know if he'll suffer as much as you, but uh. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll be all right. <laughs> he should be all right. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's crazy. But yeah, coming back to the whole like Patreon thing, it's like it's about building also those like connections like one-to-one connections with people and yeah obviously it takes more time but then if you get hacked whatever like those people will follow you wherever you go if you change platform whatever yeah you've you've built I mean, those connections yeah, with those
0: it's, people. I mean, it's basically for like your most dedicated fans i guess in, mm-hmm. in some ways like people who really want your stuff or really mm-hmm. want support so um mm-hmm. yeah it's been great i never you know if, if I'd said to myself five years ago, oh yeah, you know, fifty people or so are gonna be paying you each month for your tracks. I'd be like, what, really? That's mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how can how can I
1: not be happy about it? Yeah. Yeah, no. No, for sure. Yeah, and there's more and more Patreons popping up nowadays. And I think it's a great way. Also, yeah. and we haven't even touched on that, but like the whole like Spotify revenue model is like yeah. totally broken and it's a new way to connect with fans, but just to like actually earn what you're yeah. worth, quote unquote yeah. as an artist. Uh, yeah, It's yeah, great definitely. to see. Definitely. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna slowly wrap this up. It's been a okay. absolute blast. Really enjoyed uh yeah, having with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, I didn't close off with a really weird story or anecdote.
0: (laughs) I was Uh, was ready for one. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was thinking, okay, what am I going to come up? I have to (laughs) at least, (laughs) that's the bar I'm I'm at now.
0: You can't Um, be that twisted mind of Project Lando, that's the problem.
1: (laughs) But to to be honest, like that was the first episode I heard of that podcast and now I'm going to listen to other ones. Cause that yeah. really cracked me up so it's like yeah, yeah. maybe i maybe i should have something like that to close my episodes <laughs> but uh <laughs> it'll be it'll be for the next one but uh yeah you yeah, yeah. no, it's 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 been a blast chatting with you maybe before we close off uh let people know where they can reach out to you like which social media they can actually reach you <laughs> well, on <laughs> really
0: easy now because there's only one <laughs>
1: um so, and yeah, yeah any upcoming projects also that you have or that you want to plug yeah um
0: well Conrad Subs, um, official is, if you just search Conrad Subs on Instagram, the one that comes up. Um, so I'm on there, um, on SoundCloud, uh, Conrad Subs, all one word, um, follow me on there. Um, what have I got coming up? I've got a few things, or a couple of, couple that I can't really mention, but I'm super excited about, um. But yeah, I've got EPs coming out in the coming months um, I've got just had my deep pan EP come out. I've got one coming out on my Mad Ting label, um, which I've been working on for ages and I'm really excited about. Um it's a seismic EP is called, and mm-hmm. it's got, you know, I think some of the best tracks I've put out on the label. And I'm ho- I'm really hoping it it does well. Um and the, the tracks that I've played, people I've put clips up online have all got great feedback and response so that's good um yeah I've got I've got a few a few bits coming out I'm not sure what I can say and what I can't say so <laughs> but, yeah. um, more more stuff coming on Deep in the Jungle um
1: yeah
0: I've got an EP coming out on there at some point and uh a single with um Sammy Hall and uh MC Neat of DJ Luck mm. and MC Neat fame um yeah, that's a that's come about really well. And yeah, just a, loads of bits, some stuff with yeah. online dub, um more on music and yeah, just
1: yeah.
0: keep going and uh see what I can come up with, but yeah, not
1: all on the same day. So <laughs> I was gonna say just make sure you have your schedule worked out yeah, and everything. Yeah,
0: the, the schedule's all lined up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was a great chatting with you, man. Great, yes, pleasure mate, for meeting like you. One. Um, yeah yeah all the best with your family your kids your new job and uh, yeah looking forward to that new music you're talking about got me a Yeah thanks here, mate. So, uh,
0: likewise yeah yeah yeah
1: alright all the best cheers
0: yeah you too take, take it easy